Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Timonini. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we are heading into this week and coming up in the Patreon feed later today will be my interview with the one and only Julie Benko. We had a great conversation about Harmony, about Funny Girl, and about her upcoming concert on Monday, February 12th at Birdland. It was a really fun conversation, so make sure that you check that out in the Patreon feed. It'll be hitting the regular feed later this week. So head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio and broadwayradio.com slash patreon to listen to that before anybody else. All right, Grace, let's start off with the news. And we're going to start over in, I guess, technically London, but also Germany, because we got the two new stars taking over at the Kit Kat Club in the West and leading the Olivier Award winning revival of Cabaret. And they are, as the MC. Olivier Award winner Luke Treadaway, who originally starred in The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime over in the UK, and his new Sally Bowles will be actress, model, a little bit of everything, fashion icon, Cara Delevingne. And this is another really interesting casting coup for them, Grace. We've seen that every time they have new people come in, they kind of venture off in a little bit of a different direction. This will be Cara's first professional stage role. They'll begin their performances on March 11th. Obviously, like I said, Luke Treadaway, Curious Instead of the Dog in the Nighttime. Cara Delevingne, I think for like theater people, like you might know her best because she played like the artist Alice in season two of Only Murders in the Building. She was also in, I think, last year's American Horror Story, but she's been in a bunch of films, Anna Karenina, Suicide Squad, Paper Towns, a bunch of other things, but she's just kind of everywhere grace and has become kind of a fashion icon through her work as a model she also is openly bisexual and pansexual so she has become a kind of a queer icon as well and uh i think this is really interesting i don't know have i heard her sing has she done much singing before grace i haven't heard her sing um but i think she's kind of a perfectly cast person also i know her famously from her eyebrows and the fact that we have the exact same birthday like we were born on the same day which doesn't make me feel weird about my whole life at all like why (laughs) can't you be successful um but no i think that it's a really great cast like i think that it makes a lot of sense and I frankly don't even care if she can sing. Like, I think she's going to pull off this role really well. Sally doesn't need to be able to sing. Like, Sally is, like, not no. supposed to be a great singer. That's what was great about Natasha Richardson in the Roundabout revival back in the late 90s. Like, she was a competent singer, but she wasn't a great singer. Like, that's part of the role it should be. Yeah. And also, I don't want singers. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care as much about it anymore. I want to see people that can carry scenes really well because we see scenes like we can get through some songs. This is so controversial. I'm going to get a million DMs about this take. <laughs> but um, in terms of especially a show like this one, I am more excited to see someone who I think has a higher chance of delivering a really interesting or charismatic performance than I am someone who carries the tune better or worse than anyone else. So that's just me. Yeah. She's got a very uh, husky, gravelly, smokery. I don't know if she smokes, but it sounds like a smokery voice. So I think that'll be really interesting. Famously, I sat two rows behind her and her then girlfriend, Ashley Benson, at um, Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. And she was living throughout the whole thing. So I know at least 
from that show. She is a legit musical theater fan. So this will be very interesting to see. I have to imagine at some point after the initial cast of the Broadway version ends their runs that they will do some sort of similar casting in the U.S. as they did in the U.K. with kind of bringing in interesting stars for short four or five month runs. I think Kara would very much be somebody in that mix if things go well in London because she does have a pretty big Q rating here in the States as much as she does in the U.K. All right, let's move on. Yesterday, we got additional casting for the upcoming New York City Center Encore's production of Jelly's Last Jam. We already knew that a bunch of great folks were going to be in it. Nicholas Christopher, John Clay III, Tiffany Mann, Leslie Uggams, Jakina Colacongo, Billy Porter, and some original cast members, Mamie Duncan Gibbs, Stephanie Pope Lofgren, Allison M. Williams. But yesterday, we got two more cast members that will round out the complete company. We have Alamand Didiahu will play Young Jelly. And in the role of Buddy Bolden is Okarite Anadawan, who, of course, is from Hamilton, but also has a really nice, small little cameo role in the movie American Fiction, which is one of my favorite movies from this award season. So definitely check that out. So Oak and Alamon have joined the cast, and we do now know the entire ensemble with some fun names in there, including Nasia Thomas and Ari Groover. So if you want to see the entire cast listing, you can check that out in the show notes. All right, Grace, let's take a moment real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Factor. As we are sitting here, I am literally waiting for a knock on my door for my Factor meals for this week to be delivered. And what I'm really excited about, Grace, is not for this box, because I told you what it's in this box, but I've set my schedule for next week. And my next box I'm going to do for the first time ever a gourmet plus meal. I decided to treat myself. I'm going to get the truffle butter filet mignon with potato leek mash and roasted carrots. That's what's so great about Factor is that you have over 35 different meal options every single week. They have all these categories to help you pick what you want. Keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus, all of these things. And every week you can change up what you want. If you want a certain thing from one week, if you're trying to maybe not eat as much red meat one week, you can go to just veggies or chicken or pork. And then if you want to throw in some red meat the next week, you can go to other options. It is such a great opportunity to pick really healthy, chef-curated and dietitian approved meals. And it saves you a ton of time. So I know for me, Factor has been a lifesaver and to be honest with you, a taste bud saver as well. How do you measure, measure a year? I measure in the amount of minutes that it takes me to make a freaking meal. And let me tell you, two minute meals has saved me so much time. As soon as I got my Factor box, I was shocked to learn that all the meals were two minutes. Like I thought, okay, some of them are gonna be a little different. No, 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 no. It is pretty much across the board, really fast fuel. And that is what I need for my day-to-day -day life. I am super busy all the time. I need to just heat up a meal and be really fully nourished. And that is exactly what you get here. They also have snacks, smoothies, and more. Basically, you can have your midday bites. You can have little breakfast meals. It's it's not just lunch or dinner. They've kind of got it all. And you can sign up and save. Like we have done the math. Factor meals are less expensive than takeout, especially if you're in New York City like me, where there's a fee on a fee on a fee. Every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. 
So head to factormeals.com slash Broadway50 and use code Broadway50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code Broadway50 at factormeals.com slash Broadway50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. All right, Grace, let's run through some uh, different little news items that we have on Sunday night. Some Like It Hot officially won the 2024 Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. It bested a field of some really, really good other nominees, including Kimberly Akimbo, Parade, Shucked, and the most recent revival of Sweeney Todd, of course. Also receiving a win was Brandi Clark. While she did not win for Shucked, she did win the award for Best Americana Performance for Dear Insecurity. She also had a couple other nominations. Liz Calloway was nominated, although she did not win. Sondheim Unplugged was nominated, although they did not win. But congratulations to everybody that was associated with the Some Like It Hot cast album. But I got to tell you, of course, Grace, the moment that won the Grammys overall was... Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs singing Fast Car. And no offense to Luke Combs, it was really Tracy Chapman's uh, show. So if you haven't watched that video, highly recommend it. That's been one of my favorite songs for decades. And to see her perform it and get like a standing ovation at the Grammys was a very, very cool moment. Yeah, name name any person, gay or straight, that doesn't love that song. It's a perfect, perfect, perfect tune. Um, and I think it was really nice that Luke, who has had a really big moment with this song this year, paid homage to the originator of that piece. I think it was super important to showcase that as a duet moment. It was really beautiful. And he really took a step back. Like that was very much a Tracy Chapman performance with Luke Combs chiming in every once in a while. It wasn't like he at least wanted 50% or even more than that. He was a, a healthy quarter to a third, which I thought was, was really nice. All right, and some show and casting news. Yesterday, we got the complete cast and ensemble announced for the upcoming Broadway revival of The Who's Tommy. We already know that Ali Luis Borzgui, recently of The Company Tour, will be playing Tommy. His parents will be played by Allison Luff and Adam Jacobs, John Ambrosino, Bobby Conti of Company on Broadway, and Christina Saju are going to be in the principal cast as well. We got the entire ensemble, including some names like uh, Haley Gustafson, Afra Hines, and others. If you want to check out that complete list, we will have that in the show notes. But performances will begin in just over a month over at the Nederlander Theater when previews start on March 8th. All right, let's move off Broadway. And yesterday we found out that the U.S. premiere of Ruby Thomas's play The Animal Kingdom has been extended. It was originally only supposed to run for 16 performances through February 10th. It will now play an extra week to February 17th. This is a very intimate production where only 50 people are in the audience every night, seemingly doing only shows of, of this size. David Cromer stars alongside Tasha Lawrence, Lily McInerney, Uli Schlesinger, and Calvin Leon Smith. If you want more information, we will have a link in the show notes to that as well. And Grace, one of my favorite things every year is when we find out what is going to be on PBS's great performances every year. And we got a phenomenal list as yesterday they announced the complete slate of things that will begin airing on PBS on April 8th. The first one is only tangentially theater, but I'm going to allow it. It is Elton John and Bernie Taupin, the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for Popular Song Celebration. 
Elton John obviously has had a lot of success on Broadway. So we're going to go ahead and count that. But that one's great. But then we also have the Shakespeare in the Park production of Hamlet starring A2 Blanks and Woods, Soleil Pfeiffer, John Douglas Thompson, Greg Hildreth and others. Then on May 17th, we will have Audrey McDonald at London Palladium. And then on May 31st, we will have Rodgers and Hammerstein 80th anniversary celebration. This is actually getting ready to uh, to screen in UK theaters. So this will be our chance to watch it. Uh, It features performances by Audra as well as Michael Ball, Marie. Friedman, Daniel Day Kim, Aaron Tveit, Marisha Wallace, Patrick Wilson, and more. So what of that list, Grace, are you most looking forward to? I have said this, I think, ever since I started at Broadway Radio, that anytime we can get Patrick Wilson to sing or Patrick Wilson back involved in theater is when I scream. Um, so I, I am the most excited about Patrick Wilson doing that. Yes, that is very, very fair. Um, I feel like, did we just get news that he's producing something? Like, he's a producer on a big, um, oh, I, I think it's him. I think he's one of the producers on the Lost Boys adaptation. It's Patrick Wilson, and it links to his bio and all of the press write-ups. So maybe it's a different Patrick Wilson. But I got to keep an eye out to see if it's actually that Patrick Wilson who's actually involved or not, because that would be very cool. All right. One last little bit of news here, Grace, and they just started rehearsals out in Chicago at the Goodman Theater for the Chicago premiere of Margaret Atwood. Yes, The Handmaid's Tales, Margaret Atwood, her kind of new shift on the Odyssey story. It is called instead of the Iliad, it is called the Penelopead, and it is an all woman cast and kind of shifts the focused from Odysseus to Penelope and starring in that show will be Jennifer Morrison, who you might have seen on the TV show House or Once Upon a Time. Uh, This is the very first main stage production for Susan V. Booth, who left the Alliance Theater in Atlanta to take over as the artistic director at the Goodman. Performances will begin on March 2nd and it will play through March 31st. If you want more information, as always, check out the show notes. All right, Grace, as we talked about on yesterday's show, Harmony wrapped up its run on Broadway on Sunday night. So we have a couple of videos from that. This is not actually from the final performance of Harmony, but it is the final monologue that Chip Zion does in the role of rabbi. It is very powerful. Uh, You know, I, I legitimately think that he very well could be a contender in the best actor category this year. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with some of these shows that come uh, in the spring. But I think even with the show closed, because everybody loves Chip so much, that I think he's a real contender there. So if you want to see his monologue at the end of Harmony, check that out. And then also the show's producer, Ken Davenport, released a video of the final curtain call for the show. So if you couldn't be there, now you have a chance to witness all of that. But Grace, what do you think about Chip? I know you've worked with Chip. So what do you think about his chances in the Tonys, even though the show will be have been closed for a couple of months before nominations come out? It's super high. I think that ever since they did the, the downtown production that People have been talking about the possibility of not only a nom, but a win. So I think it would be amazing. Um, I think regardless of the timeline of the show, I think it's a really, really strong contender. And he's he was really phenomenal in the piece. So I'm, I'm very hopeful for that. Yeah, he's really, really great. So looking forward to all of that. 
All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Instagram at BWW Matt Grace. Where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Tuesday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>